This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Jonathan Von Tobel here on the Sports Better's Paradise talking some NFL. JVT, let's get right into it. What about this one? Let's start off with the highlighted game of the week. Two surging teams, kind of different reasons. San Francisco, ball control offense, dominating defense. And Miami, that high-flying offense, that passing game, boy, Hill and Waddle, boy, the best. That, that's that's my, con, uh, my wide receiver tandem. I'll go to war with them any day. San Francisco at home, minus four against the Dolphins. Yeah, so I've been kind of avoiding betting San Francisco, and I, I think for good reason. You know, for the most part, I think this team has been a little overvalued by the betting market and uh, showed a little bit of their flaws uh, in that game offensively. Uh, this last weekend but this defense Jimmy is uh, among the best in the National Football League and it's going to be one of the best that Miami has faced this season period I would even say since that Buffalo Bills game Uh, but right now in terms of EPA per play the third best defense in the National Football League the San Francisco 49ers you look at this run of opponents that Miami has faced the Lions the Bears the Browns the Texans all teams that right now uh, currently by EPA standards rank in the bottom seven of the National Football League so I think this is going to be a real shock to the system for Miami in terms of of what they're able to face. And, and Tua Tungabailoa has not faced a pass rush like he is going to face this coming weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. And on the other side of this, you know, the thing that's kind of bothered me with Miami, their EPA numbers aren't terrible, uh, but they have shown some pretty big chinks in the armor against some of these lesser opponents. We saw what the, uh, namely, Chicago Bears did to them, a little bit of a back-and-forth affair against the Detroit Lions. Uh, even with Elijah Mitchell now out, this San Francisco team, I think, is still going to be able to execute uh, at a pretty high level offensively. So uh, I've kind of been looking for my spot to back San Francisco. And now that we're getting near there, right, about four uh, is the number over at Bet Rivers. I think it's a time to come in and lay a cheap price on San Francisco at home. So give me the 49ers. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they, they it's, it was a make or break after affording him all the luxuries for uh, Tua yep. Tungavaloa, and he has performed well, uh, one of the higher – uh, statistically speaking, uh, one of the higher-rated uh, quarterbacks uh, in the league. So going to be a lot of fun. Shades of Palo Alto with that Dan Marina, Joe Montana, a Super Bowl many years ago. The difference in that game, San Francisco's defense was a lot better. Mm, kind of rings a bell a little bit. We'll see. Hey, talk about a regular season game. Maybe the best regular season game of the season last year. It was that last Sunday night game. Uh, Winner take all or tie both go. But the uh, the Raiders said, no, 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 no. We'll uh, kick this uh, Carlson field goal. How good is he uh, as a kicker? So the Raiders catching a couple of points against the Chargers, who, boy, they just seem to play close games yeah. every week. When they're up, they come, they, they let the opponent come back. And we had a, as close as you can get, came down to a, um, a, a two-point conversion uh, at Arizona as a, the, the defense 
got them three straight three and outs to give them a chance, another chance, and then a final chance to get that game-winning touchdown in Arizona. Raiders after two in a row. How about Josh Jacobs running the ball? Plus two, and they overcame two uh, two interceptions early by Derek Carr at Seattle to come back and win that game outright. Catching two at home against the Chargers. Yeah, and I think this number – so there was a report, obviously, Josh Jacobs – uh, tweaked his uh, calf a little bit in that game at the end against Seattle. Uh, not expected to practice much this week. A couple of reports that I have read don't sound too worried about his status. And uh, if he is indeed confirmed like 100%, then this might come down in the Raiders' favor. But th- this is about this running game for Las Vegas against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers consistently, Jimmy, rank at the bottom of the league in rush defense yet again. Uh, right now, their EPA numbers, uh, they're the fifth worst rush defense in the National Football League behind only the Browns, Eagles, Lions, and Packers. Um, you have seen, as you mentioned, over 200 yards for Josh Jacobs on the year, 1,100 yards. Uh, he has been absolutely fantastic in this offense, even though it's kind of weird, right? Because when the season started, there were rumors about him getting traded and him on the outside looking in, and he has been incredible uh, for Josh McDaniels and this team. And I think now we're, I always kind of look for swings in the market, right? And, you know, I've been on with you a couple of times and played against the Raiders as road favorites a few times this season, but now the pendulum swung in the other direction. They were catching, I thought, too many uh, against the Seattle Seahawks this last Sunday, catching four. Now they're coming back home, uh, catching about two and a half here against the Chargers team. As you mentioned, it's very flawed, uh, plays in some of these tight games against some uh, lesser opponents, and I don't even think the Raiders are a lesser opponent. I think these two teams power rate pretty equally at this yeah. point right now. So uh, give me the Raiders. I think it's even worth the sprinkle on the money line here, of course, at a small plus price against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, but I, I think this is another one that sets up for the Raiders to have a good offensive performance. Over 500 yards against Seattle this last Sunday. And don't look now, uh, but 49 targets for Devontae Adams over the last four games Ooh. that they have really started to get involved a little bit more. Uh, one of the angles that I think is worth mentioning that I've been betting over on his reception prop, he has hit it in all four of those games because they're just force-feeding him the ball at this point right now, especially with all those injuries in the receiving core, both Waller and Renfro. Uh, I think this Raiders team, uh, now that there's nothing to play for uh, except to ruin their draft position, uh, they're starting to get a little bit better and they're starting to find some continuity on offense. All right, uh, but uh, a two come from behind wins at Denver and at Seattle, and now they come back home. But I think that uh, home crowd might be a little bit more enthusiastic. Uh, so, say they're out ten and seven, they can't run the table and maybe have a shot. <laughs> it's going to be awfully difficult. Yeah. I know, as it seems, they play a a fifty fifty game uh, almost every week, minus the uh, the Saints game uh, down in New Orleans. So the Raiders a plus two. And, yeah, uh, some key plays uh, down the stretch for Devontae Adams. Uh, to get, cause, again, they dug, themselves, uh, they dug themselves a hole early on. I think it was the first pass of the game, or maybe the yep. first play from scrimmage. Carr threw the interception. They gave it a really nice drive to go down there. And it was the very next drive on 7-7. Seven seven, seven. They threw another one that put them in a hole. So a nice 40-34 to 34 win uh, over Seattle uh, in, in on the road. So they come back home there. Recency bias. Or, Jesus, this one is a hard one to get out of your uh, head. And that is the Colts' uh, offensive performance yeah. Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you throw the ball past five yards down the field? I mean, it was just asking to get clobbered uh, by the receivers over and over. Ryan just would not stretch the defense. It man, just way too much congestion. And it was an ugly, ugly offensive game. Now you go against his pass rush in the Dallas Cowboys. This is a Sunday night, uh, Sunday night uh, NBC game, 820 Eastern kickoff. Colts and Cowboys, 10 and a half, 43 and a half. JVT, you want to look at the total? 
Yeah, I'm going to go under 43 and a half here for this one. And, and part of it is everything that you mentioned, that that pass rush, Matt Ryan uh, against Pittsburgh Steelers last night, under pressure on a third of his dropbacks, 13 of his 39, he was under pressure. He's been a very poor quarterback this season overall under pressure. And even in the Monday night game, committed both of his turnover where he plays while under pressure, a PFF passing grade of 37.4. He's going to experience plenty of that uh, in this game against the Dallas Cowboys. And you mentioned it. It's just not a dynamic, a passing attack at that. Average depth of target for Ryan this year is just 6.3 yards downfield. Uh, since he has come back, we're talking about 5.9, 6.1, and 7. Uh, he is just not, as you mentioned, stretching the ball it is all about catch and run uh, if they can actually get it done to some of their athletes and while he's been grading out okay it uh, doesn't mean that this uh, benefits them in terms of having a uh, a successful offensive attack here against Dallas so I think that they're going to be held down pretty hard and uh, but I do think on the flip side Jimmy one of the things that will benefit them and also keep this thing as a low scoring game uh, they might be able to run the ball here against the Dallas Cowboys we saw the Cowboys against the Green Bay Packers really struggle to kind of contain a somewhat decent ground attack and they think yep. they gave up one in that game over 200 yards and five yards per carry the Dallas Cowboys did and we saw as well uh, some struggles with this Dallas Cowboys offense specifically in the first half on Thanksgiving against the New York Giants we know how inconsistent it can be for the most part Uh, I I think that this is just one where I'm going to look at this thing to be kind of elongated from the Colts possession standpoint they want to bleed this thing out Uh, and the Colts to give them some credit for what they can do they're a pretty decent defensive team still Uh, top half of the league right now I think I've got them at actually like eighth or ninth an EPA per play defensively. Their pass defense is beginning to improve. They're a top 10 unit there and against the run. Uh, so, And they have some pretty decent pass rushers. Yannick Agakwe flashed a little bit against the Steelers too. Uh, I think this is one where you get a decent defense on one end, another team that wants to run the ball, and a team that struggles against pass protection or with pass protection. I think this lends itself to a pretty uh, low-scoring game, so under 43-and-a-half. I was lucky to have the back door on Thanksgiving Day. I was uh, fortunate on that oh, yeah. after the missed field goal. That was a big swing uh, for a lot of uh, sports books out in Las Vegas and mobile sports books as well, uh, like uh, Bet Rivers. So again, by the way, how about are... that uh, that Cowboys team total? Uh, that was twenty eight and a half in some spots. So oh. <laughs> that, I had some. I knew somebody who had twenty eight and a half over. Uh, they got screwed on that one. Uh, it was it was a good Thanksgiving for 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 for, uh, for football. Doesn't it? Uh, doesn't it always uh, come to that? I mean, Mac Jones throws for three eighty, and New England fails to cover. Uh, I mean, even cover. Unbelievable on Thursday night. Uh, so, and you had the uh, the Egg Bowl where Lane Kiffin is uh, just oh, yeah. burning up a timeouts, uh, valuable timeouts in the last minute and a half of the game over there. I think he was a little bit distracted. Uh, had his mind on the planes a little bit. Dallas. Uh, Dallas and Indy under 43 and a half. That's the primetime game Sunday night. Raiders coming back home after two upset victories, winning outright as dogs at Denver and Seattle. Now back home, catching points again in that rematch of that great uh, Sunday night game to end the season last year. And then San Francisco minus four against Miami. What a awesome matchup that is. Boy, a great defense in San Francisco and a great passing game. So strength against strength in that one. Frisco minus four as the Dolphins will fly coast-to-coast in the Bay Area. So uh, uh, for Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.